around this building tonight. Entirely too many. Tell me what you got. Lift her up. I can walk a lot better. Well, good. You got any pain? No. No pain. Well, good. Walk around with that guy. Take him home. He can be your escort. Yeah. There you go. Mary, you have fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia. That is just an inflammation of the nerves. My body is on fire. It burns constantly, never lets up. And my hands get beat red, and they, I just can't even hardly move my hands sometimes. And I can make my bed after I've been up for like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. and I can go in there, bedroom. My pillow will still be warm from where I lay, and the mattress too. Wow. We're sorry. But Jeez. that's how I just burn all the time, and I'm in constant pain. And I have back injury. I have crushed vertebrae and protruding disc. Okay. I get shots with needles that long on my back. I won't have surgery, like you said. No, absolutely not. And so you you're have that heat right now? Oh, yeah, I feel my hands. They're not as hot as normal, but they get really hot and beat red. But I just, I just burn all over inside. I can feel it inside even burning. Let, let's, let's, let's just believe for a miracle yeah. tonight. I mean, I mean, just let's, let's just believe for a miracle. Come on, folks, stretch forth your hands. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak to the root of this inflammation. I speak to the root of this fibromyalgia. I speak to it in the name of Jesus and by the authority of that name, I command you in Jesus Christ's name that you come out of her right now. God, let the peace of God touch her body right now, every, every nerve, God. God, right now, let a cooling, God, come upon her. In the name of Jesus, and I curse, God, these ruptured vertebras, I command them to loose her, come out of her, God. I loose a miracle right now in the name of Jesus. And I command all this pain and this discomfort, come out of her and let her go. Oh, God, for your glory. Yes. In yes. Jesus' name. Yes. Oh, God, for your glory. Yes. In Jesus' name. All right, Mary, tell me what, what's going on. Tell me if you're burning. Tell me, tell me what's going on. I'm still Okay. Because I think I'm getting excited about my healing. Okay. But I am worried. Okay, how about... I didn't have much pain in my back tonight before I even came. Okay. But it, it's usually in my sacroiliac mm -hmm. side. Okay. And so you didn't have much pain there anyway? Not tonight in my back. Okay. It was burning down on the side of my leg. Okay. You have that now? Not the burning in my legs. Okay, good. All right, so... My wrist and my hands. Okay, you have burning in your wrist and hands? I command all this burning right now. In the name of Jesus, in these wrists and these hands, I command you, come out of her right now. Loose her and let her go. In Jesus' name, oh God, right now, the breeze of the Holy Ghost, touch her right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, Mary, now tell me. The right one's still on me, but the left's pretty much feeling pretty good. Command this right one right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of her, you devil. Now tell me about the heat in your body. Good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Only Believe Ministries Miracle Service. If you would, stand to your feet. 
We're going to worship the Lord tonight before we get started. I know that faith has been being birthed as you've been watching the videos um, of past miracle services. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. What he did for them, he'll do for you. What he's done for me, he'll do for you. And what he's done for you, he'll do for me. For God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Tonight, let's just let our faith go. Let's begin expecting something from the Lord tonight. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and begin to worship together tonight.
Come on, let's sing that tonight. You are good, you're good.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, they told me the weather kept people at home. I don't know. You think Jesus met people in the storm? Oh, yes, he did. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. I'm glad you're here. I am. Praise God. I'm glad you're here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. First thing I'm going to do, let's receive an offering unto the Lord. And uh, sometimes I take it, sometimes I don't, but I don't get it either way. But we're going to receive an offering. Hallelujah. There is power in our seed. That seed has come from God. The Bible says God gives seed to the sower. You might say, yes, but I worked. And no, no. God is your source of all things. You may use your body, but it's in him do we live and move and have our being. And so God gives us seed. Now that seed might be a leftover from grocery money, might be a leftover from a clothing allowance. Your car might have got 10 more miles to the gallon it was supposed to get last week. But some way there is something in your hand. Now the reason that it's in your hand is because it's a part of God's purpose. God wants us to live by faith. In other words, there is a whole realm of life that is only activated or accessed by faith. And so when God gives us seed, he gives us an entry key. And that if we will sow that seed, not eat it, not save it, if we will sow that seed. That seed, remember, is divine. It has come from God. And so it has God's nature in it. It is designed to produce no matter what type of ground you sow it in. I've heard people say, well, you got to sow seed on good ground. Well, that might be great, but Jesus wasn't sown on good ground. He was sown into a sinful world. And when God gives us seed, it's not subject to the soil. It's subject to our faith. Amen? And so today as we sow that seed by faith, it's going to do just what God sent it forth to do. Number one, because you have acknowledged him as being your source, he's going to meet the bread for your everyday need. Second, that's, uh, Second Corinthians 9.10. Second thing he's going to do is he's going to multiply. Somebody say multiply. That's not a bad deal, sowing a seed and getting it to be multiplied. God's going to multiply it, and men and women are going to give it back to your bosom. Now, that is the purpose of a seed. And when he does that, you open the door for God to do a divine work to increase the fruits of your righteousness. That is the process of giving. See, giving is not just something you do. It is a work that you set into motion. It is a proclamation that God is your source. It is an activation of faith. And faith has a cycle and it has a process. And so today, as we sow that seed, it doesn't matter how much you have, but it is in comparison to what you have. Amen? Could it get a grunt? Yeah, thank God the Methodist showed up. Praise God. And so... When we give a seed, it's not how little we have or how much we have. It's in proportion to what we have. 
If God has blessed you, then your seed needs to be bigger than the widow's seed. If the person beside you has less, then it is accounted unto him that all he does is what he can do at that time. The amount doesn't make anyone greater or lesser. But God expects that when people have lack, that those that have abundance give more. And then when those that have had lack and become into the place of increase and abundance, that they give more. God expects us to be honest, fair, and responsible. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's pray over your seed. Father, in the name of Jesus, you've given us seed. There's something divine about this seed. God, it will accept our faith. It will be united with our faith that it will produce that which you have declared. It is a seed, God, that you have infused with your desire to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Now, God, as we sow that seed, that seed is going to be multiplied. And God, men and women are going to bring it into our bosom. And Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Make your checks payable to Only Believe Ministries Christian Center. Stand your feet and bring your offering unto the Lord. Everything you think 
be moved by what you feel hallelujah be stirred by what you know amen praise God well you can be seated let's turn our Bibles to Luke the fifth chapter I want to preach for just a few moments about when Jesus comes to the house there are several things in the scriptures that say about the house there is a physical house of individuals that they live in they abide in that we live and we raise our families in. Then there is the uh, house of God, which is a family. It harbors the family of faith. It's where the saints gather. Uh, And Jesus told us that when he said, you have made my house a den of thieves. Jesus was speaking about the synagogue, where he said that you've made it a den of thieves, but it should have been called the house of prayer. And then, according to Romans 11, Israel is called the house of God. Or the nation of Israel is called the house of Israel. Where Jesus says in Matthew 10, 6 through 8, 
he says, go not to the Gentiles, but only to the house of Israel. A nation is considered a house. It's a place that God dwells in the midst of. So today, we, as the people of God, we are the temple of God, the abiding place of God. We are the house of God. This building, because it houses a family of faith, is called the house of God. Now, I know that people say, well, you know, God is more than a building. Well, I understand that, but, you know, would be to God that God inhabited our buildings like he did Solomon's. Could I get an amen? And so let's just not go there. Let's just believe what the Bible says and not what the rigmarole says or whatever. All right. So in Luke, the fifth chapter, in verse 18, and it says, and behold, men were brought in him which... Well, wait, let's go up to verse, the, first, the verse before that. In Luke... Uh, let me get my pages sticking together. Luke 5.17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he... as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which came out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Now, we do understand that we go no place except God is constantly with us. You know, God is a need meter. God provides, God heals, God delivers. And we don't have to wait for some sign. All we have to realize is that no matter where we are, God is there. Amen? And then it says this, And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find a way, and by which they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this that speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus uh, perceived that their thoughts, he answered and saying to them, Why do ye reason in your heart? Which is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven, or to say, Rise up and walk? But that you might know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Rise, take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed into his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed and glorified God. That, and they were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things this day. When Jesus comes into a house, he comes into every house with a purpose. Now, the purpose of Jesus coming into a house is not to observe the order of the house, the confusion of the house, the work of the house, or even to examine the faith of the house. Jesus comes in the house with one attitude, that whatever is in the house, God is going to set in order. God is going to make it right. So here Jesus 
comes, come back into Capernaum, and he comes into this house where the Pharisees and the Sadducees all begin to gather. And as he's teaching, he recognizes, and the Scripture declares, and the Spirit of the Lord was there to heal them. The indication is that God appeared and God equipped and God came into the house with Jesus to do one thing. That was to heal everyone. Now we have one record of a man getting healed. Just one. Now I'm sure that there were many others. There were multitudes there. Anytime there's three or four people, we could presume that somebody needs a touch from God or somebody has an ailment of some kind. So Jesus was there, and Jesus saw their faith, and he declares unto them that their faith had been enough not only to get a man healed, but to get his sins forgiven. Now, Jesus was interested in this man's soul. Jesus is always interested in our soul, and sin is simply a disease that your soul cannot afford to harbor. It is a disease that you need to get rid of because it eats you from the inside out. It'll condemn you and eat you up with guilt. It'll condemn you and cause you to fear. It'll condemn you, rob you of your faith. It'll condemn you and think that you should be cursed instead of blessed. It'll condemn you where that you think no matter what is happening to you, it, you deserve it because you've sown a wrong. But Jesus wants, when he comes to a house, to restore every man's soul. He wants to wash away all of the transgressions that hold us steeped in a place where God cannot touch us. Secondly, Jesus wants people set free of all types of bondage. Now, this man simply was hopeless. He could go no place to get healing. He probably had tried. He couldn't even get to a meeting on his own. His friends had to bring him. They pushed their way through the street to get him to where Jesus was. He must have heard something, and he had. He heard Jesus had a reputation for healing. Jesus didn't have a reputation for saying no. He didn't have a reputation for making excuses. He didn't have a reputation for finding out what wrong you had done, how imperfect you were. He had a reputation of going around healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So when they gather, certainly... The man did not know that the power of the Lord was present to heal, but he did know that Jesus was there, and wherever Jesus was, there was a reputation that he could not say no, nor would he say no to those that were sick and diseased. Jesus is still the same Jesus. Amen? And when he came into this building tonight, he came with the power to heal. He came here to set people free. He gets no joy in seeing people deal with the attacks of the devil. Jesus wants you more healed than you want yourself healed. Could I get an amen? Because sickness has this uncanny nature about it that it'll destroy your faith. It'll destroy the faith of those that are around you and make them wonder, God, why? 
It'll make you depressed. It'll steal your money. It'll cause you to be discouraged. It'll steal your praise. It will steal your faithfulness to the work of God. It'll steal your faithfulness to the house of God. It'll steal your faithfulness simply to pray and to seek the Lord. Listen, sickness is not your enemy. You're a friend. It is your enemy. Could I get an amen? It does not come from God for the simple, na- uh, simple reason that it doesn't even have the nature of God in it. Hallelujah. And then in Matthew, the ninth chapter, verse 10 and 11, it says that Jesus goes into Peter's mother-in-law's house. And in her house, he sees her, and she is sick with a fever. Now, I don't know if Peter said, hey, would you help her, you know, do something? But Jesus can't be stopped. He is drawn to sinners He is drawn to the bound. He is drawn to the oppressed. He is drawn to the diseased and the sick because he is the answer. And how could a man say that he loved the world, willing to give his life, if he had the ability to but refused to do? That would not be love at all. That would be some form of hideous punishment, rejection. I heard an atheist the other day say, well, you know, uh, people told me that I would believe when my mother died. He said, well, my mother died, and I don't believe. And he said, it's a good thing I didn't believe, because if I believed that God could and he would let my mother suffer the way that she did, he said, I would not serve him even if I did believe in him. Now you say, oh man, that's horrible. Well, it is the truth. How could we believe, live for, embrace, surrender ourselves, give up everything for a God that could but would not? See, sometimes people think that getting healed is a struggle between man and God. Not a struggle between man and God at all. It is a struggle between you and the devil. You know, Jesus never ever asked God to raise or to heal anybody when he was there at the point of their need. You say, well, he he prayed about Lazarus. Yeah, he prayed. God, do you want me to raise him or not? He never asked him for the power to raise him because he'd raised other people from the dead. It wasn't a lack of power. It was that he wanted to make sure, God, is this your will? But Jesus never asked God, oh, God, you know, heal this sick person. Who did he deal with? Who? Hey, thank you. You must be a preacher. You said he dealt with the devil. The Bible says Jesus cast out the dumb and the blind devil and the dumb spake and the blind saw. Well, 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 no, no, he just had an eye accident. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Jesus dealt with the author and the foundation of sickness. And it doesn't matter how a man gets there, it is the devil that is behind it. 
every person that Jesus healed, he went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. Get in your mind that sickness is of the devil. And it is as much against you as temptation and the birth of sin is. Come on, could I get an amen? And on the back of Jesus's, on the stripes of Jesus's back, and the blood that flowed down from that back is the same blood that redeemed us from sin. It is the same stripes that by which we were healed. We need to get in our mind that God is not withholding any good thing. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 29 through 32, God will withhold no, no, no good thing from them that walk uprightly before him. And people would say, well, is healing good? I've heard this. Well, you know, God knows what's good for us better than we know. You know what? We're made in his image. That means that we're not stupid. We are smart enough to know that sickness is not of God. Amen? And we have to fight sickness with the same tenacity that we fight sin. Because one will create spiritual death and the other, if left unattended, will ultimately cause physical death. They are both descendants of the devil and they both produce what the devil is, death. And so we have got to get in our mind that we stop thinking that God is withholding something from us. One day we're going to have to believe that God is either a God that does not change, a God that cannot lie, or the schizophrenic of the universe. Some of you are shocked that I said that. But half of the church serves a God that changes his mind. They say things like, you never know what God's going to do. God is not me. You never know what I'm going to do. But you do know what God's going to do because the Bible tells us just what God is going to do. This is the word that gives us a light unto our feet that we can walk in the paths of righteousness and that our steps could be ordered of the Lord. Could I get an amen? So we have to realize that if God says this, Israel, I will put none of these diseases upon you that you knew and were related to in Egypt or the world where Pharaoh lived but I will put them upon those that are your enemies. Now, God said he would not put them upon us. So could God ever author sickness? No. Then if you are sick, then understand it is not God. It is the adversary. Jesus said, is it right on the Sabbath to do good, to give life, or to take life? Healing is good. And it comes from God. Sickness, look, basic 101, sickness is of the devil. But we get so used to letting the world tell us that it's natural. That it's natural. Sickness is not natural. 
Why does your body so fight to get it out if it's natural? And why do you help your body get rid of it if it's so natural? Absolutely. It is not natural for Christians or even for sinners to be sick. That's why you have been created with an immune system. If you weren't created with an immune system, God would want you sick. He would have given you no barriers or walls to keep it out. But God gives you even this when he said Jesus made this statement. One day you're going to say to me, physician, heal thyself. Do you know that all areas of creation in one sense or another has the ability to heal itself? You cut a tree, a tree will heal itself. Amen? Animals will heal their self. I mean, there are a lot of healings that go on in the universe. But Christians, you and I need to heal ourselves. Oh, you mean, oh, no, no, no. Listen, wait till I finish the story. Jesus said in Matthew, the eighth chapter, Behold, I give you power. I give you power. And I want you to go into every city. I want you to heal the sick. He didn't say, beg, borrow, fight, plead with me. He said, I want you to go. And I want you to heal the sick. I want you to cast out devils. I want you to raise the dead. And I want you to cleanse the leper. Because freely I'm giving to you. Therefore, you freely give. Now let me ask you. If God gave you the power to heal the sick... And he says he freely gave it to you. You think he minds if you use some of it? Huh? No, no. Freely I give unto you. What's he giving to you? Health. What's he giving to you? Freedom from the devil. What's he giving you? Reigning or dominion over death. What's he doing for you? He's telling you that you have the ability to cleanse or set people free. You remember the scripture that says this, whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted. Now, the Catholic Church takes this wrongly. Oh, my God, you're talking about denomination. I'm not talking about denominations. I'm talking about the Catholic Church. I'm talking about one denomination. See, they believe that that word means that if I forgive it, it's forgiven. In one sense, yes, we forgive people that transgress against us. And God can't forgive them that transgress against us. Jesus said it this way. If you don't forgive those that trespass against you, neither will I forgive you. In other words, if a man wrongs you, it's not even between him and God. It's between you and him. But God will reward him for his evil if you don't remit it from his life. But the other thing is, is that you can remit or free from the penalty of sin. You know that? Do you know that one of the penalties of sin is the curse of the law? And the curse of the law has sicknesses and disease in it. Do you know that you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? In other words, you can free from their, them from their punishment 
of sin or from the bondage that sin has brought them. And hopefully they'll be so joyful they'll give their life to Christ. Now some don't, but the majority do. In other countries, we pray, and uh, we pray mass prayer, and hundreds of people get saved. I mean, uh, hundreds of people get healed. Then when you look at the altar call, you'll see these people. I, I remember in a, the, the couple of crusades ago, uh, that man came up, and he was staggering and everything. I said, uh, what's wrong with you? He said, I'm, I'm deaf. I can't hear. I said, are you drunk? He said, no, no, absolutely not. I said, do you drink? He said, never. And he just swam, and, and the interpreter said, he's drunk. I said, you think I'm blind? Yeah, I know, I know he's drunk. I said, now this man that says he's not drunk, though he is so stinking drunk he can't hardly stand up, is deaf in one ear. But God's going to heal him. I could hear all the religious people, oh, God won't. Well, absolutely he will. Absolutely. Do you think the man in the caves of the Gadarenes was saved before he got delivered? No, later he was. See, we want everything perfect because most of us just really don't resign that we have power to set people free. It doesn't matter who the person that is sick belongs to. It matters that you use your faith to deal with the sickness. Yeah. Now, that man, we prayed for him. His ear popped open. He staggered off of the stage. When I gave the altar call, I looked down, and there was that old drunk man giving his life to Jesus. And I went like this, and he went. Yes. Now, you would, we would want to say, oh, no, he needs to get saved. Well, he did. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg? doesn't matter as long as we have chicken biscuits and scrambled eggs. It doesn't matter as long as we get what we need. Amen? And so when we come into this place, we have to realize this, that the fight between health and sickness is not between God. Well, if it's God's will. No, you know God's will. He sent Jesus to the cross to save you. He sent Jesus to the cross to heal you. That's God's will. Now, all you have to do is put faith in his will. Faith will never fail if you'll simply do it within the boundaries of God's will. So, sickness and disease is not between man and God. It's between man and the devil. God doesn't cast out devils. You hear that? You hear that religious devil? That, that religious spirit? What? You mean God don't? No. God doesn't cast out devils. Christians cast out devils. God said, Behold, I give you power over serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Jesus said, In my name, you will cast out devils. See, it's your job to cast out devils. It's not God's job. Now, God stripped him of all of his power, took all of his power away from him, stripped him of his glory, and placed him under your feet. Now, if you don't keep your foot on his head and he gets loose and bites you, it's your job to put him back under your feet. God's not coming to redo it. 
Hmm? Absolutely. Jesus cast out the devil. He didn't say, Father, cast this devil out for me, and then this man will be healed, and you shall be glorified. No, Jesus said, devil, come out of him. I was teaching a young man how to cast out devils, and, and uh, he wanted to learn about miracles. So I did it where you ought to do it. I brought him right up in front of a full church. And I said, okay, put your hands, uh, uh, put your fingers in that man's deaf ear, and uh, you cast that deaf devil out, and God will do it, and, and then, you know, we'll start going on from there. So he said, oh, God, in the name of, I said, I just laid him on finally. I said, shut up. Just shut up. He turns to me, and his dad's the pastor. He turns to me and looks at me. I said, you heard me. I said, you are asking God to cast out devils. God has given you power and authority over devils. Now you are supposed to cast them out. I said, do you understand? Jesus commanded the deaf devil come out, and the devil came out. Now let's do it again. Put his finger right back in that ear. Oh, God in heaven, Father. I let him ramble on pretty soon. I said, shut up. Shut up. You say, right in front of the church? Yes. See, everybody wants to just appease people. You can't appease people and then send them out into a demonic world and think they're going to win. They're not going to win. They're going to get beat up. He wasn't paying attention. And then, so, the third time I said, okay, let's do this one more time. And he puts his finger in there. He's got the finger part great. <laughs> and I says, okay, now go ahead and cast that devil out in the name of Jesus, like you've seen me do. Okay, Father God. I said, okay, okay, maybe this might just be too complicated for you. I said, so, you know, we'll uh, talk about it later. And so his brother was there. His brother said, well, I'll tell you what, Pastor said, I want to learn about miracles. I thought, surely they did not have two kids that are mentally challenged. So I, I brought this young man up. I said, stick your finger in that guy's ear. And I said, command him to come out. He said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. And the man heard. Now, that young man has since left his job at a church, now has started his own ministry, has seven or eight uh, huge orphanages around the world, has had some of the biggest crusades in the Czech Republic in the history of the nation. Why? Because he uses the name of Jesus. And he understands that sickness is not between God and man. It is between the devil and man. When Jesus comes into the house, he heals the sick. And we could go on and on and on about how Jesus healed the sick. He was there in the evening in Matthew, the 8th chapter. And he was in the house and they brought unto him those that were demon-possessed. Those that were sick and diseased, and he healed them. Jesus is a healer. Amen? And he, when he comes to the house, he comes for a purpose. He just comes to heal. Amen? How you doing, sir? 
Pretty good. Good deal. What'd you come for tonight? Uh, I need uh, to have my hearing restored, and uh, I got uh, problems with my spine, and then I got a mother, Sharon Lanning, who lives in constant torment and fear and has hallucinations and nightmares. She's 80 years old in a nursing home, and uh, she's got a hernia that needs healed, and she's got... Um, a lot of problems with sickness and disease and oppression and stuff like that. Okay. And I'd like to see her completely healed. All right. You got a handkerchief? Uh, yep. Oh, good. Okay. I got a picture of her, too. So you okay. See what she looks like. Good. Good deal. She's 80 years old? Yeah, she doesn't look that old now, despite everything she's been through. She looks better than some of the girls Philip dated. Be, before he met Regina. Before he met Regina. All right, so we don't have that guy from that other state here to pray for your ear. So we're going to pray for your ear. Okay. You step right out here. How, how long have you been deaf in that ear? Uh, quite a few years. I listened to a lot of loud music when I was a teenager. And uh, I've probably been that way for probably 10 years or more. 10, oh, wow. 15 years. Okay. Uh, and then this spine problem that you have, that, does that cause you pain? Uh, yeah, it can drop me to my knees at times, and I have a hard time getting back up. It's, uh, uh, I had uh, three bulging discs in my uh, uh, lower spine, and uh, I got them at a, on a construction accident. I was uh, breaking up concrete with a jackhammer, and it slipped on me, and I heard them pop back there. Wow, so okay. In the lumbar spine. Now are you in pain with that right now? little bit not, okay not as bad as it has been no. okay now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth you deaf devil I command you right now I command you to come out in the name of Jesus I command this deaf ear to be opened yes sir. it be opened now you hear that uh-huh oh wow so you mean you were deaf for 10 years yeah, about 10 15 years yeah oh wow so now you get to hear. Yep. Okay. Awesome. All right. Okay, good. So that's well, a lot cheaper than buying a hearing aid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Let me pray for you back here, and all this pain is going to go. In the name of Jesus, I speak to these bulging discs. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I command them to come out in the name of Jesus. And I lose God a creative miracle into these nerve endings, God. In Jesus' name, I loose the working of miracles. Now, Father, I pray right now for his mother. I pray, God, for this hernia, that God, when this handkerchief touches her, God, that hernia will disappear. I speak, God, to these hallucinations. I speak, God, to this depression. I speak, God, just that you would touch her body. Jesus said, woman, thy faith has made thee whole. God, when she touches this to her body, let the miracle power of God begin to set in motion reoccurring miracles and healings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, do you have sometimes a, a, a what do you want to call it? What is that? A, a, like numbness in a leg? Yeah, I've got an actual pain all the way down my this leg here i've been having that for a few days all right in the name of jesus i command right now god this sciatic nerve and this pain in this leg i commanded in jesus name to come out right now and god i thank you for it 
amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 How you doing, buddy? Are you an Irishman? Huh? You are a Notre Dame. Wow, cool deal. You like them? Yeah. Good, good deal. Hallelujah. What can I do for you today? My recovery from my stroke and seizures. Just on this uh, this side here? Oh, and it's just the leg. Do you have your arm? Does he have his arm back? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I can understand. But you just don't have too much strength to... No. Now, can you move this leg up and down? Yeah. Oh, good. You can kick it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good deal. All right. Well, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to give you strength back into this right side. And we're going to ask God to restore your speech to its fullness. Okay? All right. How old are you? 69. Oh, Lord. You aren't very... 69? My next birthday, I'll be 69. Well, I tell you what, we're going to pray. You need, you're 69 too? 70. You married an old woman? What made you do that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Father, in the name of Jesus. I loose right now, God, the working of miracles. I rebuke this stroke, God. I rebuke, God, this stroke that has affected his speech, God, his memory, his motor skills. In the name of Jesus, you devil, loose his voice right now. Now, God, I loose miracles and strength, God, into this right side, into his leg, his hip, God, Father, his calves, his foot, in the name of Jesus, I loose the working of miracles. Oh, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, did you feel something? You feel something? I did too. And I'll tell you what. This leg is going to get stronger. And I want you at home, get up. And you start using that leg. Don't worry about him. I'm telling you, God's going to restore that totally. Remember that guy in Switzerland? Yes. They brought him in on a, a cart. He'd had a stroke. He went blind. And his stroke was literally, he could not move any part of his body. And so I prayed for him. And uh, his finger went like that. And his wife said, oh, my God, he never did that before. True. By the time we got to the end of the healing line, that guy was kicking his legs. His blind eyes had popped open. He was talking and moving his body. That's right. And that was just a short time. You're going to go home and you're going to be well. You're going to be well. Okay? Then you come back and you tell us, okay? All right, make sure you come back. 
Use it as a date night. Take her out. Praise God. Bring her, get her a cup of coffee, and then bring her in here and watch the video screens, okay? All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you guys doing? Good deal. Where are you from? Where at? Bell Fountain. And you go to... Do you go to an apostolic church? In Kenton. You, you do not go to that guy's church over there. You're kidding me. Gee, did you come out of an apostolic church? No. Okay. We came out of, we came out of Christ the King Church. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, you know God is about to do a change in you. He's about to really cause things to... You think they would flip, but he's going to bring them in order. And God's going to begin to prosper you. And it's going to be kind of this, that that which a righteous man has, even though it's little, it is great. And God is going to begin to multiply your finances. And I believe that God is going to separate you from debt that has had you bound. And I believe God is going to begin to prosper you and raise you up. Because you've been faithful and you do believe God. And though you're new to the faith, you are experiencing God and you are sold out. It's kind of like you have abandoned yourself to the life of faith. Well, God is seeing that. And God's going to reward you and you're going to see good things happen. And so you just, uh, do you have any children? Um, I, I've miscarried, but... Not here. Okay. Hallelujah. And you're trying for children? Uh, we're not married. Oh, you are not. Oh, you better not be trying, son. <laughs> God will knock you in the head. Hallelujah. Are you going to ask her to marry you? <laughs> Have you asked her to marry you? Well, now she knows you're going to ask her to marry you. <laughs> so, like, maybe you ought to just ask her to marry you? Philip will do it free. He'll, he'll marry you free. I've known him. He's been cheap all his life. In fact, Philip can marry you right here in this building. Free. So, when he gets in the car and takes you home, you ought to say, did you mean what you said? Are you going to ask me? If he says, well, yeah, say, when? You tell him to call you up tomorrow and say, do you want to get married? Is that how you did it, Ron? Good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did you come for, young man? You come for this lady here? Are you related to her? And what did you come for? had a lot of hard things happen to me in my life ever since I was born. I'm just tired. Okay, stand to your feet. See, Jesus told the woman, he said, thy faith has made you whole. That is a, a word that means she just didn't get healed. It was a word that means that God restored her. He restored her spiritually because people that have wounded souls, are like cisterns with cracks in them. You can receive everything you want. It's just that you cannot retain hope and faith. 
So you hear it, you know, you can say, oh, that's great. But it's never for you because it leaks back out. But God is a healer of the soul. And David would speak to his soul, why art thou cast down? So there is a relationship with what your faith does, your emotions, all that kind of stuff, due to the condition of your soul. God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But it needs to be able to receive something. Remember Jesus said that God has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. That word, brokenhearted, is not broken spiritually. It has to do with having a broken soul. When you have things happen to you, disappointments, heartbreaks, betrayals, and all those, those things affect you. So how about we just pray for you and God touches your soul. And God makes you be able to believe again. Believe again. And when I say believe, not just accept, not just to say, but to stay connected or engaged with a life of faith. Okay? Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I loose God right now in the name. Hallelujah. You know what? This started far before your teenage years. It started right about the time that you were turning 13, 14 years old. And I'm, I, I see the pages of time flipping back right now. And I see that those that you trusted were distrustful. And I, God sees just where you have been. God sees the damage that it has caused. It has seen the joy and the opportunities that it has stolen. But God says that the latter end will be greater than the former. For he is a God that repairs. He is a God that makes whole. He is a God that heals and a God that restores. He will lift up and he will protect he will lift up, he will refresh, and he will renew. So I say to you, prepare for the time of visitation, saith the Lord. For I will refresh you and I will renew you, saith God. And you shall believe, stand firm, and it will be that your tomorrows will be erased. And you'll begin to see that I am working on your behalf for your future, says the Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What'd you come for? For my wife and for myself. My wife's got problems with her feet, and I have uh, heart problems and uh, dementia. What caused your feet problems? Um, I just went to the doctor, and they said I had something called plantar fasciitis. I can't walk in the morning when I get up out of bed. So you're... I, you're they burn all the time, and I have constant pain in my feet. and I stand all day, but when I get up in the morning, I can't hardly walk. And you have pain right now? It's there constantly. Wow. Good night. That ain't no fun. No, it hurts. That'll wear on your faith. Give me your feet here. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm reminded, God, that Jesus washed their feet. I'm reminded, God, that he broke the power 
God of the effect of this world upon them. God and I loose right now miracles into these feet. God, I curse this disease. I curse God this destruction of these nerve endings, God. In the name of Jesus, every joint, the heel up into the ankle, God, and even into the lower part of this calf, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, I loose the working of miracles. Make these feet new in Jesus' name. God, for your glory. Amen and amen. Now tell me what you got. I feel better. Stand up here. Let's see what you got. We don't want better. We want all the way. Much better. It doesn't hurt. I can stand. It doesn't hurt. No, because normally when I sit, I'm off of my feet. I can't hardly get up. Really? Mm. Well, come on out here. Let's. Do you guys walk at night? Uh, in the summertime. Well, you can start walking at night. Okay? Yes. That'll be a cool deal. Come on down here. Come on. Still no pain? No. Okay, good deal. You're never going to have it again. Thank you. Don't be lonely. No. Okay, don't miss it. No, I okay. won't. Okay, all right. You're going to be fine. Yes. You're going home. You just Thank be well. You. You're you. welcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you have heart problems? And dementia. I had a cardiac arrest, and it caused some dementia. And I have, I'm not going to say mental problems, but just everyday problems. Stand up here. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the power of that name, in the name of Jesus, I come against these heart problems. God, in Jesus' name, I loose a word. And God, I declare that by the stripes of Jesus, he has been healed. Let that word bring order to this body as you brought light to darkness. I command all this heart problems, this disorder, come out of him. Now, God, the biggest miracle is this man needs his life given back. Now, God, I believe that you are a healer of the mind, of the soul. God, I believe that you've given us a sound mind, not a weak one, a strong one. Now, devil, I command you right now in Jesus Christ's name. I command you, devil, right now in the name of Jesus, this dementia, I command it right now to come out of him. You loose him, and I command, God, any other disorders, wrong thoughts, God, inability to think, to reason, to rationale, to figure out, I command it right now to be gone, and I command it to be returned. God, I loose the working of miracles in the name of Jesus. I loose the working of miracles, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Do you know a Samantha? No. You know a Samantha? Okay. Hallelujah. Now, you're going to wake up tomorrow and your mind is going to be strong. 
not going to wake up fuzzy. You're going to wake up. Your mind is going to be strong. That's all there is to it. That's just the way it is. Okay? If God can do her feet, he can do your head. Right? There's not much difference. Okay. All right. There you go. Praise God. Where are you from? Lima. Lima. Well, we're glad you come. Praise God. Thank you for coming. Hallelujah. How about you, young lady? I'm blessed with good health, but my son, I, I struggle with, we have guardianship over him mm-hmm. with mental issues, but he's doing better, but it's, he's 26 and he's living with us. Well, you know, here's what Jesus said, because you are righteous. Just like I, I stated this morning, that God has made us something. But when he made us something, he coveted with us to do something. And what he said was this, I will bless the seed of the righteous. I will bless the seed of the righteous. And all you need to do is just every day when he comes out, say, hi, blessed. Hi, blessed. Let God do the blessing. My mother came in. My sister had got drunk and went across the medium, went head on in northbound traffic, and uh, they took her to the hospital. And uh, my mother came into the room and she said, God, this is not blessing. This girl dies and goes to hell. This is not blessing. Her lips were ripped off of her face. They said she would never walk again. Her kneecaps were ripped up. They said she'd never walk again and she would never have children. Well, my mother said, if she dies, this is not blessing. You said that you would bless the seed of the righteous. I expect her to be walking. I expect her to bear children. I expect her to get married. Well, my sister, they put her lips back on you can't ever tell they were knocked off. I'm sure that her husband thinks, you know, she just knocked them lifts off and shut up. We'd get along. But, you know, that's the byproduct of getting what you want. She walks, got up out of the wheelchair, just walked, and she had a child. And so, don't believe what the devil says. You just declare what God said. You don't have to do anything else. God, you said he's blessed, and he's blessed. And you watch him come in. You just watch him. Now, I don't know how it's going to happen. I remember Norval Hayes told me his daughter walked by him high. And he said, hey, where, where are you going? She said, I'm going in here. I don't want to hear about Jesus or nothing. Went in there. About two hours later, came out. And he said, what happened to you? She said, well, I was in there. Daddy and angel came and appeared to me. She said, and I gave my life to Jesus. She lived all the rest of her days until she died living for Jesus. Now, I'm just telling you, no matter where your son is, I can take you, I take my grandsons. Quentin knows where it's at. When we went down the river on our kayak, I said, right up there on that hill is where God spoke to me. I, got a, I was in a car with a girl, doing things I shouldn't do, drinking and all that, and I got out of that car. And the Lord come to me and he said, son, what are you doing here? I said, leave me alone. I said, I don't want to talk to you. don't want nothing to do with you. Leave me alone. But God came to me in what people would think is the worst situation. 
And he talked to me and said, what are you doing here? I thought, you don't know. But I just turned my back on him and walked away. God will not let your son rest. He's blessed. He's blessed. He can't be cursed. He can't be lost. He can't be bound. He's blessed. He's blessed. Just say he's blessed. That's it. He's blessed. Can't. That's it. You're blessed. Hallelujah. God's pretty simple, isn't he? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How you doing, young man? Good deal. Where do I know you from? Urbana. Urbana, Lord, you're right. How you doing, man? Very good. How's your mom doing? She's good, too. Good, good deal. Praise God. Did you come with her? She came with me. Willfully? You came willfully. Wow. So, no, I think he's a good young man. I'm hearing good things about him. I question the guy telling me that, but, but really, I think he's a good guy. So, Judith, how, uh, how are things going? Good. Good, I hear lots of good things. Daniel speaks very highly of you. Amen. And are all you guys from Urbana? My grandma is, and then Tiffany from Bryan, Ohio, and her friend is from Defiance. Defiance? Wow. And you're just running around with all the girls? My son. Your son. really sick and coughing like the whole time he's been here. He wasn't like sick like that on the way up here. So he hmm. just actually told me he felt like he had to go get sick. So. Hmm. Does he do that all the time? Does he, is he prone to sickness? Um, he's more prone to like allergies. Like he's got, uh, his eyes, um, he'll be sniffy like that a lot and his eyes water a lot. So, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. All righty. Come on down here, guy. I pray for you, buddy. You got to be able to see clearly. You're liable to marry the wrong woman. Okay? Now, in the name of Jesus, I command all of these allergies, God. God, in the name of Jesus, I command them to come out right now. I curse them. God, I loose and I curse his son, Titus that constantly battles him. And I command him to be free in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, how would you like to have a uh, dad? You got a dad? Is he good to you? Is, is he as good looking as you? Does he fish? Oh, man. Does he hunt? Oh, man. Does he play golf? Oh, man. Does he play video games? Okay, then. All right. Praise God. So he's teaching you the video game world. Good deal. You got any brothers or sisters? I have five, five sisters and zero brothers. Five? How old are you? Eleven. You've got five sisters. Do you sometimes feel lonely? No, no brothers? Oh, man. Are they older than you or younger than you? One's older than me, and she lives in Florida, and the rest are younger and they live 
Who gives you the most trouble? My nine-year-old sister, Gretchen. She's oh, oh, you're looking for her right now. You're afraid she's going to bean you, aren't you? Oh, okay, all right. Okay, well, good day. And what's your name? Malachi. Malachi, great name. There's a, a prophet in the Bible called Malachi. You know that? Okay, good deal, Malachi. Nice meeting you. Hallelujah. And what is wrong with your grandmother? Okay. And, and so she has some trouble making decisions or concentrating, and just she's uh, nervous a lot. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you debilitating devil, I command you right now this Alzheimer's. I command you, you devil. I command you in Jesus' name to come out of her right now. Loose her mind. Oh, God, I loose the working of miracles, God. God, for the recall of her memory. God, recall of events, time frames. God, in the name of Jesus, I loose creative miracles into her brain. In Jesus' name, I command all this fear. I command this anxiety, this nervousness to loose her right now and set her free. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And how old are you? 76 years old. 76. Well, you don't look 76. I feel like it. How does 76 feel? Old. <laughs> I feel as old as dirt, but that doesn't mean I am old. But you're going to live a long life. Yes. You're going to live a long life. You're going to be strong. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And you help take care of her? Well, only when I'm around because I'm a couple hours away. All right. Good deal. Kids. Right. Like Justice. But you're going to start caring for yourself. Your mind is just snapped back. That's all there is to it. Amen. Thank you. And, uh. I'm telling you, God is a God of miracles. And I believe he, he just touched you. And so we just believe that, okay? Yes. Last test. Am I good looking? Yes. You have a good mind. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. The woman has been stored, restored. How about you, sir? I've had Bell's palsy for about six weeks. Okay. It affects my left side of my face, my ear, my eye, my lips. Okay. Is your, is your eye okay or? It just doesn't blink correctly. Just, it dries out because it doesn't blink correctly. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, has it affected your hearing or anything? My left ear is plugged up. Really? I, I can hear, but not but as not well clear. as I should. Okay. In the name of Jesus, you spirit of infirmity, I command you right now, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. Be opened. I command you in Jesus' name right now. Be opened. I command you in Jesus' name. Be opened. God, I loose the working of miracles. I curse this bell palsy, God, on this left side of his face. I command it to loose him, free every nerve in Jesus' name. Be opened. 
in the name of Jesus. Tell me what you got. I can hear fine. You can hear fine? Yes. Okay, good deal. Hallelujah. Thank you. What about you, young lady? Now, I know that you're tired. I know that you're wore out. But it's not because of anything that you have. You are greatly concerned about him. Because this is not his first bout of something happening to him. And you are greatly concerned about his health and his longevity. Mm -hmm. I am. Um, God has already worked good things out of this, even mm -hmm. though it's evil. Um, he is making some changes he needed to make. So, but yes. Well, you are just going to be at rest. I'm telling you, I think that within just a 30-day period, this is going to subside for the simple fact that it's already started gone because he can hear. And uh, that is a sign that the Bell Palsy is leaving. And he's going to start getting good reports about his health. And things are just going to transition. And God does these things. God's a gracious God and a merciful God. But you'll be able to relate it to this day right here. The 28th. Yes, yeah, that's right. The 28th of October. And you're going to relate it to this right here. And you just watch how he starts improving. His attitude's going to change about his health and about his life. Not going to be so flippant about, well, you know, yeah, well, yeah. You know, like he's always ready to check out and go. That's going to change. You hear me? That is going to change in your mind. And that is going to be one of the catalysts that's going to help him get well because his attitude attracts that stuff. And when, when we have these attitudes and we say these things, now we say them for a lot of reasons. We say them that we want attention, we need love, and we do. But sometimes when we get older, we run into insecurities about where we are in people's lives. Not that our family doesn't love us it's just that we need affirmation far more in some periods of our life than we do need and that attitude attracts stuff that he's dealing with right now so you watch his attitude change okay all right hallelujah there you go praise god hallelujah hallelujah how you doing young man Real okay? Or, well, what'd you come for? Um, I've been dealing with some back pain for the last year and a half. Really? And I had some um, bulging discs in, in my back and some rib pain as well. And I get, like, nerve pain. And it's hard for me to do, like, um, work and activities without it flaring up. But usually when I'm at rest right now, it's at more ease. But it's just during the day and work and... It, it just irritates it. it. Irritates it, and then it drains me mentally. Mm -hmm. I, I want to take care of my family. Pain, pain drains people mentally. It is a mental affliction. Uh, that's why I say that sickness combats your faith, because it'll make you think, "Well, what in the world's going on? Why is this happening to me? Why, why, why?" And all that kind of stuff. Now, are you a Christian? Yes. Good deal. All right. So we're going to pray for you, and this pain's going to go. And you're not going to have any of this nervous pain. Um, it might be because of a pinched nerve or something like that. But we're going to pray, and you're going to be okay. 
okay? Now, in the name of Jesus, I curse this back pain right now. I command you, you devil, right now in Jesus' name to come out of him. And I curse, God, all of this damage to his ribs, all of these nerves, God, that are inflamed. I curse them right now. Now, God, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Are you married? Yes, I am. Okay. Um, who do you know that has a tumor on their breast? Is it your mother? Her mother? Um, nobody that I can think of right now. Okay. Uh, hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse God. I curse God, any tumorous growth in these ladies, I curse it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, you get a chance. You just ask her mother or have her ask her mother. I remember now. It's what my grand grandmother was in. Ah, there you go. You remember. Good deal. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse this tumor in his grandmother's breast. I command you, you devil, come out of her right now. I curse that tumor, and I command it to go in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know God knows more than we do. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? God knows more than we do. How you doing, Richard? Next Sunday night? When do I go to Louisville? The 11th. You're right. Thank you. Hallelujah. How are you ladies doing? Are you all sisters? Boy, you all said no real fast. Why you even run around with each other then? Oh, you're friends. Okay, all right. Where you go to church together? Here. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Don't we have a great pastor? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had somebody come up to me a while back and said, Well, hey, uh, are you the pastor? I said, How long have you been coming here? He said, A couple of years. I said, Well, you ought to get closer to the stage. Yes, I'm the pastor. Praise God. What did you guys come for? I've always had problems with like my hip and back since I've been like seven. Um, it's I was in a back brace for six months last year. They found a fracture in my vertebrae. Um, they said it was healed. Um, they checked everything and can't find anything else. I still have pain. Some sometimes what they have they call these uh, angry nerves. People don't know you get angry nerves. Uh, and your nerves after surgery or something like that, a, a nerve will just rebel. And sometimes it's worse than the disease or the operation that caused it. And uh, so sometimes it subsides, other times it does not. And so when people have this nerve pain, they think, well, it'll just go away. Well, it's an angry nerve. And uh, kind of like you've heard of angry chickens or what is that game? Angry bird. Angry bird. <laughs> I figured that's what you were doing on the airplane. And uh, Eric's playing Angry Bird. So we're going to pray, and you're going to be okay. Are you in pain right now? Um, not a lot. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse right now, God, this damaged nerve. I curse this nerve, God, that keeps inflicting pain. You devil, come out of her right now. Now I loose, God, the working of miracles. Heal, God. This, what man could not do, God, you heal it in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Now, you're not going to be affected by that anymore. You're going to be fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How you doing, young man? I came here in obedience. I went down the interstate a month ago, and I saw your sign for tonight, and I said something. God just told me. He said, there. Good deal. I, and and then, I, then I, went, I was away for a few weeks, and, and I was worried that, it, that I missed it. And this morning, I came back down. I drive truck. I came back down the interstate. I saw the sign. It's tonight. I said, I will be there. I will be Good there. deal. Now, what do you have need of? My leg is the biggest problem I have right now. Um, the doctors have called it cellulitis for about two months now. I've been battling with it. It's, it's better, but it's still really angry. It, it swells up like crazy in the daytime. The foot swelled, the leg swelled. The, this part in between just been red as fire. It's, it's, and it's, that is yeah, an it's infection. It's not real bad right now, but it's, but it, it's still, I'm, I'm still quite swelled up in this area, and the foot has been swelled. Cellulitis is an infection. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did they put you on antibiotics? Yeah, they put me on 10 days worth of antibiotics. They gave me a shot. They sent me to the hospital to be um, ultrasound for blood clots. They didn't find any except small ones on the surface, but. It just, and I've been dressing it with a, a homeopathic medicine, uh, dressing, and it's, it's a little better. The angriness in here is better, but it's still the swelling and the foot swelling is just, just, a, just goes away a little. This goes away at night. The foot stays swelled. This comes right back within an hour after I get up. So it, I just know it needs to, it needs healing. In the name of Jesus, I curse this infection, this cellulitis. God, I curse it. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command all this infection to loose him, come out of him. God, all of this swelling, this pain, this irritation to go in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just going to believe you wake up no more, cellulitis. Okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 How you doing? Good. Now, tomorrow we're going to start exercising. You're getting up, going to use that leg, okay? I do it every day. I want you to get enough strength so she comes back and complains that she can't run fast enough to stay away from you. That would be good. And, Deb, what did you come for tonight? Pain in your leg. Side. Got a pain on the side. They're going to do a CAT scan. Well, I was going to say, I hardly ever see you here in the miracle service. I mean, I see you here. Hallelujah. What did, have they checked your legs out? No, I twisted it the other day getting out of bed. I twisted my knee and run up and down this leg. Oh, man. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, God, I curse this nerve. I curse God right now. Even God into this sciatic nerve, all this pain in this leg, I commanded in the name of Jesus, come out of her. I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Now, did you have pain when you came, Deb? Mm -hmm. Tell me what you got now. Don't have any pain. Hey, good deal. Good deal. God bless you, Deb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How you doing, young lady? Steve, how is Stephen doing? The deer slayer of Indiana. 
Praise God. Do you know him? Unfortunately, yes, I do. <laughs> My words exactly. Praise <laughs> He is a great guy. He is a good guy. He is. I'm telling you, he would help people. He'd just do anything for them. And uh, he probably worked harder after he's retired than he did before he got retired. I mean, <laughs> but uh, are you going deer hunting this year? Yep. yep. Good deal. Yep. Praise God. You taking your wife? No. <laughs> You don't want to, okay. And then his wife usually comes over and stays at our house while I'm in the Oh, so it's a trade-off. Oh, all right. Praise God. And what are you doing over here tonight? Well, I come over. I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Okay. How long ago? Been over a year. Okay. And how is it progressing? Well, it's... I just had a biopsy a couple, three weeks ago, and I've got another spot there looked at. Okay. And they want me to have radiation. Okay. Well, we're, you let them do what they can do. And, and I'm, I mean that. You know, sometimes we think it's either God or doctors, and that's really not true. Uh, God gives wisdom to the world because he loves them. And he gives wisdom to them because they may not have faith in him or come to him, but he gets no glory nor joy seeing anybody suffer. He is a merciful God. That means that he never desires men to even suffer punishment for sin, even though they will. It's not his motivation. It's not his desire. So he is a merciful God. And so we're going to pray. And I believe that God is a merciful God, and I believe that God will do this because he can do this. And because you came here, I came here for a reason. That man on that cot came here for that reason. He came to the house. I need to get healed. Okay? Hallelujah. And what is wrong with you, young lady? I had knee replacement. I had knee replacement. Good. Did it work? Yes, but the rest of my leg is having some problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. It'll work out. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse right now this prostate cancer. I curse God every cancerous cell in his body. I command you in the name of Jesus to loose him and to come out of him. In the name of Jesus, come out of him. And God, I loose the working of miracles. God, to replenish health to the marrow of his bone. Let every blood cell, God, be filled with cancer-free cells in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for it, Father. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to pray for strength for you that you can deal with Steve. Okay? God help him in the name of Jesus. I'm kidding you, Steve. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. How you doing, John? Not too bad, Pastor. Good. Good to see you, buddy. Praise the Lord. Hello, ladies. How are you doing? Well, I see you aren't in a party mood. So, uh, how are you doing? You don't know. You ever wonder why you're half mad at the world? You ever wonder that? Yeah. Number one, it's written all over you. 
that attitude will attract stuff. Just like that guy's over there, it will attract stuff. And one day, it's going to attract stuff that you're not going to be able to shake off. Youth has its benefits. It has an, a, a benefit of being strong in the moment that it's going through. But comes a time that youth ends. And you begin to suffer the repercussions of what you have been resisting in your youth. Or the leading of God or the touch of God. Now, this attitude that is over there in capital letters on your head is going to bring you nothing. It's not going to get you anything. Not going to get you anything in the house. Not going to get you anything in your life. Not going to get you anything. It's going to ostracize you. And it'll be your problem. You are your own worst enemy. Now, Casey, I'm sorry. Can I talk to her like that? Good deal. Uh, huh? You think she's your enemy? You are your worst enemy. You think in the mouth of two or three witnesses, you catch a drift of this. Now, I've never met you, have I? Have I? Oh, good night. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You need to take heed of what I'm telling you. You're going to start fires that you cannot stop. There's a reason that the Bible says, obey your mother and your father. You'll give length on the days of, on your earth, and you'll be blessed. You understand the flip side of that coin means you can be cursed. Now, do you want that curse? I pray for you. I, I mean, I pray God will just rail it down on you. Do you want that? Then you need to straighten up. Check your attitude next time you go to the bathroom and leave it there. Do you hear me? I'm telling you, is, what you're doing is not good. Have I talked to you? No. I haven't talked to you, and I haven't talked to Mitch. And I guess you're in this mix, too. Yeah. Is it like a disease that's going through your house? I guess you want to be cursed. No, you don't want to be cursed. You want to have a good life. Let me tell you something. I used to be you. Never ended me up any good place. Never. And you know what? You have family that takes care of you. You have family that feeds you. Family that loves you. They are due respect. You wouldn't treat your boss at work like you treat your parents. You need to stop. Okay? Did you catch that on that recording on your phone? Catch that. Can you record that so you can play that back later? Okay, I understand. All right, do it. Oh, there's my parenting skills. Hallelujah. Now you know why my kids aren't at home. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, man, how you doing? Good to see you, champ. Praise God. And uh, what have you won lately? Uh, I haven't been competing lately because I've been having some digestive issues. So, so you've been a uh, good night, son. You're right more than I do. <laughs> and worse than I do. 
Uh, now, now, you are a competitor. Yes, sir. A bodybuilder. Yes, sir. And uh, you win Mr. competition. Universe. Yes, sir. Mr. Universe. Yes, sir. You wonder, I've trained him, and he wanted to look like me. So here is, he won Mr. Universe. Stand up here. He's won Mr. Universe. He joins us with prayer and fasting periodically. And uh, so he has won Mr. Universe. And I, I just gave him my schedule. He worked it out. And you see what it's done for him. Hallelujah. So we're, we're glad. So, but you haven't been competing because you, you have some digestive Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we're going to pray for that, and that's going to go. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I know you serve God, and, and uh, you believe in healing. Yes, sir. And so we're going to pray, and it's going to be gone, okay? Yes, sir. And that way you can get back there and be Mr. Mrs. Universe, too. You could, you know, today they have transgender. Okay, okay. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse right now these digestive system problems. In the name of Jesus. God, I loose right now, God, an increase of probiotics, God, into this digestive system. In the name of Jesus, I loose it right now, and I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. How are you guys doing? I see you're always with her. Are you dating her? They're attached at the hip. It's terrible. At the hip. Oh, Lord. Wow. Do you remember those days, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> so, how long you guys been dating? Eight months. How many? Eight months. Eight months. Do you know how many? Yeah, about eight months. <laughs> On Valentine's Day. Aren't you glad that I asked her first? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, cool deal. I am glad. Are you still at McDonald's? Well, where are we at now? We're going to see signs with uh, Jeremy. Oh, Lord, Jiminy. You still at McDonald's? No. Are you there, too? No. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I thought you was all migrating over there. <laughs> this is not the guy you've been complaining about, is it, Jeremy? Hey, Jeremy, is this the employee you've been complaining about? Okay, all right. Well, you be blessed. You be blessed. How you doing, friend? Good deal. Hallelujah. I remember when you came to the church and, and put your lovely wife, Sarah, on the back of your motorcycle and rode off. Just rode off. Yeah, that was over in the library. You guys were going on some motorcycle deal or something. Yep. I remember he, yep. Now, you have a motorcycle. You had a motorcycle. You did. Absolutely, you did. I remember that. That must have been... 25 years ago. Was it more, more than that? She's looking at you more than that. No, no. Hallelujah. Hi, Loretta. I'm visiting people tonight. I'm just praying for some people. How are you doing? I know you're blessed and highly favored. Praise God. Hallelujah. All righty. Hallelujah. If you're here tonight, I'm sorry. I had fun. I haven't visited these people for a long time. And uh, don't tell anybody. I'm going to steal one of these guys' mints. And uh, so let's do this. If you're sick here tonight, let's stand to your feet right now wherever you are.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there anybody blind here tonight? Blind in one eye or both eyes? Anybody? Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. If you're sick in your body, put your hand on whatever the sick part is. In the name of Jesus, lift the other hand up towards heaven. Now, God, by the authority of the name above every name. God, it is a name of healing. It is a name of deliverance. The name of salvation. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ, and I reinstate, God, the remembrance of the covenant of that blood before you. That you said, God, that by the stripes of Jesus, we have redemption. By the stripes of Jesus, we have freedom from our transgressions and our iniquities. By his stripes, we have been healed. By the authority of that name, I command sickness in the area of the lungs, sickness in the area of the glands, sickness in the area, God, of the ear infections, in the area, God, of nerve damage up into the shoulders, in the neck, across the upper back. I curse God heart problems. I curse God. I curse God right now lung problems. I curse God respiratory as well as circulatory diseases. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command the cause of cramps and leg cramps. God, I curse them in the name of Jesus. I curse gorders and gross, all forms of gross and cancerous gross, God. I command them in the name of Jesus, come out of them. And God, I loose miracles into nerve deafness. I loose miracles, God, into eyes. God, into the area of cataracts, in the area of glaucoma. I curse it in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak, God, to pancreas problems. I speak, God, to digestive problems and bowel problems. In the name of Jesus, God, hips that have been out of line, I command them to come back in line. God, I break the power of arthritis over every individual under the sound of my voice. By the authority of that name, I command you to come out of them. God, feet problems and ankle problems, I loose right now the working of miracles in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for your power. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you, God, for your victory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn around and greet some people on your way out. Praise God. God bless you Wednesday evening. Hallelujah.